0: Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Happy Friday afternoon, everybody. This is a late, last minute edition of the Truth Hurts Program as I head south down Interstate 55 with the 40-foot toy hauler and motorcycles in tow for a great motorsports weekend at the Nola Motorsports Park in Avondale, Louisiana. It is a 2.7 mile asphalt road track, a Grand Prix style track. It's not just an oval so if you're only accustomed to watching NASCAR events or people ride around in a circle making four left turns every time, this might be a little more exciting. 2.7 miles with the A-class bikes, those 1,000cc plus bikes, running the straightaway at 170 to 190 miles per hour. Then you dive hard into a long, no, not long, a very sharp right-hand turn, 90 degree angle, followed by a sharp uh, left turn. Then a short straightaway, another hard left, a U-turn almost another sharp right, and then a series of S's, turns that are like those S's through the mountains, followed by a long sweeping right turn, and the whole thing starts all over again. I'll be riding the Ninja this weekend, which will be nice. Haven't had her out in quite a while. I put some new tires on that bad boy too tonight. Anyhow, I thought I'd take a few moments to discuss things like NOLA Motorsports, Carolina Motorsports Park, NCM and the National Corvette Museum Motorsports Park, Talladega, Jennings GP and other sites throughout the United States that are home to motorsports activities for motorcycle enthusiasts as well as sports car enthusiasts. As I told you, I have a relative with a Lamborghini Huracan They race those and the Porsches and the high-end Corvettes and the McLarens and all the other really great sports cars out places like NOLA, NCM, and Talladega. If you have a passion for speed, if you have a passion for precision driving, you might want to take a weekend and check out one of those events. NOLA Motorsports Park is located on the west bank of the Mississippi River about five miles from the Superdome, about five miles the other direction from New Orleans International Airport. It is certainly a pleasure to enjoy the company, the camaraderie that comes with other like-minded sports enthusiasts. I intend to have a great time this weekend. And if you happen to be in the New Orleans area, admission's free for spectators. Come on out. It's on Nicole Boulevard between Avondale and West Wego which is the basic end of what is known as Lepalco Boulevard. And it'll be a good time. They have a snack bar. They have snacks and treats and all kinds of things there. It'll be a good time for anyone. NOLA is a family-owned business. It's a small business employing less than 100 people. And that is the whole point of this entire segment of the Truth Hurts program. Companies like Cajun Pride Tours who offer bus tours all through Cajun country, to the antebellum homes, to the plantations, to the French Quarter, to the art museums and galleries, to the parks and playgrounds, to the libraries and the other interesting places of note. My purpose of this program is to shift your thinking away from big box stores. They make enough money off of people who will just go there because it's quick and easy and convenient, and they might save eight cents on an item. But there are small grocery stores that would love to have your business. And generally, the people who work at those smaller family-owned grocery stores are second, third, even fourth generation people. They've been in that business their entire lives. They take pride in how the products are displayed. They make sure that the product is rotated so that the freshest items are always available to you. They hand pick their produce. They hand pick and usually hand cut their meats. Locally owned grocery stores. Give one a try this weekend instead of going to one of the big-box stores. What you're doing is you're helping local businesses to keep your money in your local economy. Instead of sending it to some corporate office, 10 states away, instead of supporting the multi-million dollar salaries of the CEOs, the CFOs, the COOs, the -the C-whatever-the-hell-O's are at the top of those food chains. If you're going to go this weekend and do a project around the house, why go to one of those big box warehouse stores? You might have a local hardware store, a local building supply store, right near your home where one of your neighbors works or owns it might be an opportunity to you for you to make a new friend and certainly those homegrown hardware stores those folks are much more knowledgeable than the pimple-faced high school kid who says "Uh, oh, let me ask my manager <laughs> I don't know nothing about that, eh? I was in the garden center yesterday, but I broke a plant, so now they stuck me here in plumbing. (laughs) You know that's how it works. Instead of eating at one of those national chain restaurants, those companies make a fortune off of the public. Why don't you try a mom-and-pop diner, a small locally-owned steakhouse, a locally-owned Mexican food restaurant, something that is local, And homegrown. It might just be the best meal you'll have all week. Generally speaking those small locally owned businesses don't have the turnover that those big stores, those big restaurant chains have. Generally speaking they know what the best meal is on the menu. It's not what corporate told them to push this week because they bought an overabundance of crispy, crunchy this or that. It's because the owner, the chef, decided, hey, let's do this tonight and make it special. Try out one of those locally owned businesses. If you need a greeting card, don't go to the big national drugstore chain. Find the local pharmacy, the local apothecary, a neighbor. I'm sure he has a vast collection of greeting cards in his store as well. And they probably will smile at you and mean it. Instead of going, I'm there on aisle nine, I think. Or was it 10? I don't know. It's over there somewhere. If you need a pair of shoes this week, don't go to the big box shoe stores. Take a few minutes find you a local shoe store you know hey that's kind of loud buddy one of those shoe stores where they actually set you down and put that measuring device on your feet to determine the actual correct size of your shoe not just a hey you look like a 10 there buddy tens are over there two aisles over Go to a local store, yeah, you might pay another $1.50, two bucks for that pair of shoes, but think of what you're doing for your local economy. Now, I say all of that to say this, how many of you have kids and grandkids who play sports or are on a cheerleading team or a track team or maybe on some other organization like the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, 4-H, Girls Clubs and Boys Clubs of America, some organization, some local team, I bet you most of you are raising your hands. It may not be your, your your direct children or grandchildren, but it might be a niece or a nephew. It might be a neighbor. And how many times have you gone looking for sponsorship from that local hardware store? Hey, do you mind spending $100 on an advertisement for my daughter's senior prom book or for my son's baseball team or for the local Boy Scouts come on it'll really go a long way if you help out but yet you won't go to that business and patronize them it's like a slap in the face it is not the big box stores that will sponsor your little league team it is not the big box stores that will sponsor your local kids football team or the girls cheerleading team or even the local fishing tournament. No siree, it is that local sporting goods store. It is that local grocer, that local pizza shop, that local restaurant, that local barber shop. That is who would come open their register and give you a couple of dollars for your team. So why don't you return the favor? Open up your wallet and spend a few dollars at a locally owned business this week. You will feel better. They will appreciate it, and they really will. It's not just a job to them. They're not just a $10 an hour clerk. They've put their heart and soul into owning and operating that business. And that kid behind the counter is probably their kid because they're trying to teach their children the value of work, the value of ownership in your own business, the value of entrepreneurship and free enterprise, the value of capitalism. And I think, my friends, you will appreciate how good it makes you feel. And you won't have to look the other way when you see that guy in the grocery store and say, that's the guy that uh, he paid for Tommy's Little League uh, advertising last year, and he, he sponsored our daughter's yearbook. But I can't bring myself to go into that hardware store because he charges three cents extra for a padlock, a nickel extra for washer. Just can't seem to bring myself to do it. Trust me, what goes around, my friends, does indeed come around. This is the Truth Hurts Program. I was driving along Interstate 10 here, making that turn back towards New Orleans off of Interstate 55, along what is known as the Bonnie Carey Spillway Interstate 10 Bridge. I think it's about 13 to 17 miles of overwater concrete two-lane bridge. It has a few humps, a few rises, so that boats can get under it different points along the way. And wouldn't you know it, right over the top of one of the humps thank goodness i was doing the speed limit i don't usually go faster than the speed limit when i'm pulling this 40-foot monster behind me but there he was waiting with his radar or laser gun or whatever the hell it is he had pointed out of his chevy tahoe suv a louisiana state trooper hunting for speeders It's kind of cheating, though, when you hide behind something or you just go right over the rise. People that are coming upon that rise don't know you're there. Police officers sitting on the side of the road should be a deterrent, not a speed trap. Play fair, my friends. Play fair. If you're going to shoot your radar, do it in the open. Be a man. Don't be a coward. Don't be a cheater. If that's how you get your quota, shame on you. And look, I support the Thin Blue Line. I do believe that police lives matter. But sneaky, shady crap like that does tend to put the shakes on my loyalty, on my support. No, I didn't get stopped. I'm, Like I said, I'm doing at least 5 miles per hour below the speed limit. My whole point is, however, do it right. Do things correctly. It's sneaky crap like that that gives you the bad reputation that you police officers are garnering for yourselves. By the way, the number of people shot in the United States this year by police officers who happen to be 13% double-A black African-American hyphenated minorities, you know, the black victims, it's been far, far less than 100, far, far less, I believe the number stands somewhere around 22 right now and of that number the vast majority were resisting arrest fighting the cops attacking the cops ambushing the cops fleeing fighting doing something illegal the number of police officers killed in the line of duty january 1 2021 through today april 30th 2021 According to a statistic I just heard on the radio, that number is now 112. Where's the outrage? Where's the ire? Where's the anger? Where's the rage? Where's the protesting? Where's the rioting? Where's the outpouring of support for the men and women of law enforcement, many of whom were just trying to go out and do their jobs of protecting and serving the public, but were killed senselessly in cold blood. One officer was beaten to death. One officer shot in the face while attempting to do what is called a well person check. Checking on someone to see if they were okay. Bam, shot in the face. Two actually, two in the same instant. Two in the same incident. Several other police officers were also injured. Where is the outrage? Where is the calling for something to be done by the politicians who very heavily count on those police officers to protect them? The question de jour, the question of the day is, with all of the measures out there, all of the focus, all of the push to defund, to dismantle, to disband, to reimagine and rethink policing in America? Who the hell are you gonna call when the chips are down, when your ass is on the wrong end of a gun barrel, when you are being robbed, raped, carjacked, assaulted, battered, kidnapped? Who the hell are you going to call if the police have been defunded if the police have been disbanded, if the police have been dismantled, if the police have been reassigned, if the police have been retrained to not respond other than to turn the other cheek when someone is attacking them. It is reported that over 200 Seattle police officers have resigned in the last few months. And hundreds upon hundreds of New York's finest, the NYPD, are taking retirement and early retirement because they know, they read the handwriting on the wall. They see what is happening to their long standing respectful profession. It is no longer respected. It is demonized. It is castigated. It is vilified. It is disrespected. And knowing that their leadership in the city, city government, city council, mayor, chief of police, and independent commissions, knowing that those entities will not back these fine, upstanding law enforcement professionals up when they do their jobs is an insult to the badge, to the shield. To the tradition of law enforcement hell a cop can leave the force in new orleans louisiana and make more money as an overnight manager of a convenience store than he or she can as a police officer on the new orleans police department they could take a job doing something they enjoy perhaps they like gardening Home Depot is hiring, they could take that law enforcement professional and put him in the garden department and make just as much money and have just as good of benefits as they do as a cop. And the chances of being shot and killed while showing someone the difference between a begonia and a ficus is far, far less than responding to a domestic violence event in the hood somewhere off of Martin Luther kang Boulevard on a Friday night with a bunch of drug-addled, drunk, disorderly, disrespectful minority people who don't like the cops to begin with. and With people like Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, Nasty Nazi Pelosi, Adam Schiff, others calling for the defunding, the dismantling, the destruction of policing in America, while calling every cop a systemic racist, by lying and forcing this false narrative onto the American population, the more you tell a lie, the more people will believe it they the democrats will have the blood on their hands when stuff goes wrong when police officers die or simply say screw it i'm not going to respond to a call in that neighborhood i don't want to get killed tonight screw it i don't feel like responding to that call i know that neighborhood i know i run a pretty good chance of being assaulted or attacked tonight I'm not responding to that call. The last 15 times I went there and arrested that guy, he was let out within an hour. And then he urinated in my open car window while I was stopping to speak to someone about another call. I'm not responding to that call tonight. I don't feel like being spit on. I don't feel like being kicked or have a five-year-old child say, you're an effing pig. My mama says you should die. That's what it's going to come to, my friends. The police are simply gonna say, screw it. They're simply going to start walking away. Response times will begin to be slower. And then people will say, that's racist. Y'all be don't wanna go in the neighborhoods where the crime is happening. Y'all be don't wanna let everybody die up in there. Y'all don't want to respond up in that neighborhood because y'all is racist. Because when they do respond in that neighborhood, they're called racist anyway. It is truly a case of damned if you do, damned if you don't when it comes to the police in the United States of America. That, my friends, is a terrible shame. A terrible injustice is being perpetrated upon you, as well as upon the police of our country. We'll be right back. The continuously lying Democrat party in lockstep with their buddies at the CDC, who are all hell bent on keeping this country locked down for as long as possible. And I still can't understand why, now that Gropey Joe and Cameltoe are in power. There's no justification for locking it down. They're supposed to be making it come back, right? They're supposed to be able to say, we did it, we made America great, not Trump. It was us, the Democrats, who did this. But yet, every day, when things should be actually getting much, much better and returning to what they were when Donald Trump was president, A great economy, a strong economy, an ultra low unemployment, an ultra high participation in jobs and a return to Americans making things in America. The Biden administration is doing everything they can to keep things shut down, shuttered. It still makes no sense to me. And their buddies at the CDC every day, they say, well, we found another variant what? Yeah, we found another variant of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus kung fu Wuhan flu. This one's the Brazilian. Next time it'll be the Cuban. Next time it'll be the African. Next time it'll be the Indochina. They'll have a new variant just about every six weeks so they can keep things locked down. But again, the reason why? Why would they do such a thing? Are they afraid that capitalism really works, and if they allow it to work, they will have been proven wrong for all of their communistic, socialistic viewpoints? Perhaps that's what it is. Perhaps they don't want this country to succeed. After all, Barack Hussein Obama and gropey Joe Biden spent eight years apologizing for America, saying America was horrible and wrong for everything it's ever done. Saying that America was the evil in the world. And Groby Joe's doing the same thing. But perhaps the biggest reason of all is, like I said, they don't want you to see success in capitalism because that goes counter to all of their justifications, their reasons, their excuses to tear down capitalism in our nation. They do not want this nation to succeed. They'll blame Trump. They'll blame the rich. Hell, they'll blame anyone they can blame except for themselves. Obama spent eight entire years of his presidency blaming all of the evils on our nation on George W. Bush. Barack Obama is no longer the president, at least not officially. His lackey, his lapdog, his puppet, mopey-dopey-sleepy-creepy Joe Biden is doing exactly the same things as if Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama was above him, pulling the strings It's scary, isn't it? Scary to see it happen right before your very eyes. The CDC is now saying that there should not be a mask mandate anymore. But then in the very next breath, they say, We have a rise in COVID cases here and there and here and there and there and here. As if to say, Just wait. We're going to... Re-implement that mask mandate any day now. <laughs> That's what they're going to do, boys and girls. They're going to have you think everything is fine. And then they're going to pull that rug out from under you once again. And then they'll say, oh, everything is fine. And then they'll pull that rug right out from under you once again. And then they'll say, you ready for this? Everything's fine. And then they will pull that rug out from under you once again. That is reality, because that's the way things are done. That's the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. We've got about a week to go before Mother's Day 2021. If you are fortunate enough, as I am, to still have mom around. Mom is 81, almost 82 this year, and still in Knock on wood. Really good health. And so, if you're still fortunate enough to have your mom around, please take the time and do something special for her this year. After all, without her, you would not be here today. And most likely, without her, you certainly would not be the person you are today. My mom, at 82 almost, says, I don't want anything. There's no need in getting me anything. I have everything I want. But you still have to get her something. Some moms are allergic to flowers, so that's out. Some moms are diabetic, so that's out. But what about going over to mom's if you can, if your city will let you visit? What about going over and cooking mom a home-cooked meal? It can be something that she used to cook you from your childhood. That way it'll be special for everybody. Or it could be something just off the wall. And if cooking's not your thing, ask mom if she wants to go to dinner. She probably will say no. Most moms are still saying no because of the fears of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus and its effect on the elderly. But There's nothing at all wrong with you ordering something, delivering it, setting up the table, doing something nice for your mom. Her favorite restaurant is probably open. And because there are so very, very few waiters and waitresses willing to work right now because they're still spending their stimulus checks and they're still spending their unemployment plus bonus checks, the restaurant owner would probably appreciate you just having it delivered or pick it up to go. Do something nice for your mom. She's been nice to you your whole life, and even on those few occasions that she wasn't nice to you, it's probably your fault anyway. An early, a week's early, Happy Mother's Day from the Truth Hurts program to all the moms out there. Finally this afternoon, on this shortened edition of the Truth Hurts program, I want to leave you with a few thoughts about our democracy Our democracy has changed of course over the 240 plus years of our nation. We've gone from a fledgling infant nation through childhood, through growing pains, through what any human being would go through. We weren't born a perfect nation. We had our flaws. Yes, slavery was bad, but Slavery was not the fault solely of the white man. That is something that when you were a child, you were told, and it turns out to be completely false. We could go into that whole program again, but I don't want to waste your time, or frankly my time, explaining it to you again. Just like any child who learns the hard way that you don't step in that nice pile of dirt, because those red things crawling around on top of it are called ants. They bite. They hurt. You learn. You learn from the pain of stepping in that nice spot of dirt that sometimes the nice spot of dirt is filled with red ants. You also learn that you don't eat that particular red berry because it makes you very sick. And then if you're intelligent enough, if you have the intellect, you don't eat that red berry ever again. You learn that you don't fish around for that electrical outlet at three in the morning in the dark by putting your fingers between the two prongs of the device you're trying to plug in and feel your way to the two holes in the wall socket. Pow! That one hurts. That one's shocking. But you realize and you either develop a healthy fear of electricity or a healthy respect for it or you become a really weird person and like to get shocked. Our nation is much the same way. We started out an infant, a concept, an idea. And many very wise men who were very intelligent for their time formed the Constitution of this great nation and set forth the Bill of Rights bestowing powers and freedoms upon different branches of government and the people. They found what they felt was the best way to govern And for almost 240-plus years, it has been the best way to govern. A representative republic democracy. Who would have thunk it? No king, no queen, no military ruler. The people elect representatives. Those representatives get together and they make rules and regulations and ordinances and laws that benefit the vast majority of the country. Those laws, those rules, those regulations, those ordinances could never, have never, and will never please everyone because, let's just say, for example, a small 13% minority of the country decides to get together tomorrow and say that the majority race in the country should all take out a gun and shoot themselves in the head. Now, that wouldn't benefit that majority at all now, would it? And the same thing if the majority all got together and said we're going to pass a law that the entire 13% minority has to take a gun out and shoot themselves in the head that wouldn't be very good for them now would it one of the growing pains of our great nation happened to be something called slavery slavery as we all know was not a white man's evil It started by one black tribe conquering another black tribe in Africa and then enslaving the losing tribe, marching them across a desert, putting them into a ship, shipping them to a West Indies slave trade colony, a slave market, where black men sold black men, sometimes to other black men in the United States of America. Well, it wasn't the U.S. then, in the 1600s, and the early 1700s, we were still just 13 colonies of England and some other scattered colonies of France and of Spain. So black men sold black men into slavery and some black men bought them and some white men bought them. Some Hispanic men bought them. That's fact, that's reality. We learned as we grew as a country We started in 1776, and about 90 years later, we figured out, hey, this slavery thing is wrong. And so we freed all of the slaves. Thank you, Republican Abraham Lincoln. Thank you, conservative Republican Abraham Lincoln. You were the president who was in charge of things. You are responsible for freeing the slaves. We learned through that growing pain experience that slavery was wrong. And opportunities were made for former slaves to either go back where they came from with all of their newfound and newly developed skills, education, learning of how things work. They could have gone back. They could have made a hell of a continent out of Africa. They could have gone back and enacted their revenge on those who enslaved them in Africa, but they chose to stay, most of them. And we learned as a country that that was a bad thing, and so we stopped it. And we made sure in our history books to talk about how evil it was so that we would not repeat it again. Now, certain people within certain minorities are embarrassed, they're insulted, ...that a reference could possibly be made back to those times... ...unless, of course, mentioning it, talking about it... ...gets them something. Some reparation, some payback, some revenge. Yes, the double standard exists... ...and it will continue to exist... ...as long as this nation rewrites and revises history... ...and caters to a minority who does not wish to do better for themselves, who wishes to excuse the bad behavior of a large percentage of their own population and try to cast the blame on the evil, systemically racist white man. And until that changes, nothing changes, no matter who sits in the White House, because the real power is in the riot. The real power is in the demonstration in the anarchy, and in the protest. That's going to wrap up this afternoon's late edition from the front seat of the old F-250. Wish me luck. Hope I don't bend anything or break anything this weekend on the motorcycle track. Whatever you're doing this weekend, make it something worthwhile. Make it something enjoyable. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved.